Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so on today's episode, we have a special episode. It's the one year anniversary of our podcast. And it's been a quick year, if I could say so myself. Doesn't seem like we've been doing it for that long. But I'm here with my partner, John, and we're going to talk today about reflections and experiences through studying Master Okawa's books over the last one year and just the general overview of how things have changed since then. So just before we begin, I'd just like to you know briefly mention that we are really reading these books very carefully before we give these podcasts, and we're both experiencing self-transformation through this you know reading and through these discoveries that we're finding. And in one of the recent books, which I read, it talks about the importance of making a discovery every day and then, you know, making some kind of transformation or realization. And that's proof of the mind. And so I think both of us are really experiencing this teaching through our study. And I just want to ask you, John, how have you changed over the last one year through these teachings and how are you really, you know, putting them into practice in your life? First off, Absolutely, I agree that it has not felt like a year. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty amazing. But yeah, I mean, I feel uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me is I feel like I have matured through uh, realizing uh, through reading these books. Mm. Um, my perspective of the world has just become more like concrete and uh, I'm understanding things in ways that I never have. And mm -hmm. an example that I can give of that is, let's say <laughs> that comes to mind is so there was uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison, right? Yeah. And there's the situation between them where Nikola Tesla had a bunch of designs and engineering designs and whatnot. And Thomas Edison is said to have taken them and then made them publicized. So. In the past, I would have thought, well, Thomas Edison was kind of a criminal in that situation. Uh -huh. You know, that wasn't right. But through my mindset change through reading Master Kava's books to where now I see that because Thomas Edison had the ability to actually bring those things to the world uh -huh. on a mass scale, yeah. that had to happen that way. So that line of thinking of seeing, prioritizing who is able to bring things to the world the mm -hmm. most over I sort of superficial ideas of what justice can mean, oh. I think has changed my view of history, has changed my view of events in the present, uh -huh. and just brought it to a more mature place. So that's one way. I mean, the other thing is I think prioritization has changed for me. Oh, wow. And especially in terms of reading itself, you know, like for reading so many of these books, when I read other books, I find that now I'm able to go through them faster and sort of really narrow down the essential points mm. much quicker, you know, mm. kind of using an 80-20 principle, uh, okay. which I, I learned about in one of in, uh, the uh, Royal Road to Life, I believe it was. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so in that principle, I found to be able to apply to everything where mm. you can essentialize things, get the core, you know, sort of harvest the core part of things out. Yeah. And you can make a lot more of your time that way. Mm -hmm. So it has allowed me to manage my time and my life better. It's allowed me to prioritize my behaviors in general better. Mm -hmm. And it's brought a lot of order into my life, I would say. Yeah, that's so fascinating to hear that. So the first part I want to talk about what you said, because when I started studying Master Okawa's teachings, I had the exact same experience. Like you said, understanding justice and, you know, realizing what these topics mean. 
But, you know, some people might say happy science has a lot of opinions and Riho Kao has a lot of opinions. But actually, through studying his teachings, you find yourself becoming more tolerant of things that you hadn't previously understood. And it's like knowing that two people can have different opinions and both be on the side of God. And, you know, two people who are rivals, they don't necessarily have to hate each other because they are both, you know, stimulating each other to be more creative, more, you know, thoughtful and increase their output to the world. And that kind of tolerance is not the kind of tolerance that we might hear in other contexts. But it's what it is, is expanding our mind and expanding our caliber as a person so that we can bring in more into our life and not feel uncomfortable and not feel so judgmental about little details. So that's something that's very clearly a side effect of reading <laughs> these books, if I could say. It's a wonder side effect indeed. And then, you know, as you were talking about putting our life into order, and personally, I tend to like more systematic thinking. When there's a lot of abstract concepts, it can be distracting for me. And, you know, some people might have the exact opposite of this, you know, discovery through these books. Some people who are too much uh, thinking in a certain way might say that this expanded their mind to more abstract things. But for me, I feel that it clarifies or gives me a framework to think about certain topics. So maybe there's an issue in society. Maybe there's like a world problem that's breaking out. So the teachings, they kind of give me a way to contextualize everything. So where does this fit in the world picture? How is this going to, you know, where will this lead to? And then what's good about this and what's bad about this? And it like lets me sort these things out, these difficult concepts, so that I feel like more grounded and more, you know, able to think about things without being overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's a really great point, And I can absolutely agree with it. Just the ability to put things into context mm -hmm. is something that I think is actually made quite difficult uh, for most of us on an mm -hmm. everyday basis. You know, I mean, if you're exposing yourself to media, let's say news media on a daily basis, mm -hmm. you're being sort of this is an onslaught mm -hmm. of different things that don't seemingly have any connection mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And yet by reading these books and learning just that there is an order in the universe, first of all, just learning to once you can accept that there is an objective order in reality mm -hmm. that has been divinely created, mm -hmm. then you can begin to see where everything belongs. Right. So yeah. and I think that's the more you read these books, because that idea, I think, is at the foundation of all of these books. Mm -hmm. So the more you read them, the more you just naturally, you know, like start to see that you start to see order in everything. Yeah, and it's like, you know, some people say they'd rather have no traffic laws because people could do whatever they want. But, you know, through traffic laws, the cars go to the right destination in a safe manner. Just like that, God created laws that govern the universe. And then through those laws, things naturally progress in the right direction. So you can find a lot of laws series by Riho Okawa. And those laws are not physical laws. They are the laws that govern all things in the universe. So as you said, there is an order and there is actually hierarchies. There's, you know, things that are better than others, things that are worse than others, according to God's view. And there is a good and evil at the end of the day. You know, there, a lot of spiritual people don't like to talk about that. But if you understand that and then you can make clear judgments that things are objectively going to lead the world to a better future or a worse future, then you'll know like where you should stand on certain issues and it really just helps you out in a lot of aspects of living one's life 
in today's modern society. Yeah, and I think you just said something that really uh, brilliant in that it lets you know where you stand. Yeah. You know, I mean, because we were, yeah, I mean, we we're talking about where everything else is, right? But right. really understanding the context of ourselves yeah. uh, is, you know, that's something that these books have definitely helped me with. And yeah. I think anybody who reads them is going to have that effect. Yeah, and if you objectively know where you stand and then you start to understand the meaning of your life, and what you are born to do in this world, to accomplish in this world, then you'll know what direction to change yourself in. So there's a lot of self-help teachings in Riho Okawa's books. But how should you go about doing self-help? Well, if you know your mission in life, if you know what you're born to do, you'll know what you have to improve. You'll know what you have to focus on. So you can get rid of a lot of distractions. And then it really clarifies the direction to move towards, and then that will speed up your process. Yeah. And it's almost like, depending on your purpose, you're going to read a different book. Mm -hmm. So like you can have the same book uh, by Master Okawa and a hundred people could read it. And if they all, if their purposes are different, they're going to get something different out of it. Mm. And they're written that way. So to be universally applicable mm -hmm. on a very individualistic basis, which That's is so true. fascinating. That's so true. Yeah, it's all this stuff that we're talking about. It's like too good to be true. <laughs> but there's one reason that it is. And it's because he is the modern day savior. And he's really showing that through his recent activities. So over the last one year since we started, he hasn't slowed down. He's sped up and he's doing more activities than he did before. So perhaps you might have heard we've talked about some of the new movies that he's put out. And especially in the newest one, Beautiful Lure. You can still watch that and there's a few ways if you contact your local Happy Science branch. And then there's also a lot of new books that we've been talking about. And these new books are, you know, expanding our insights. And uh, lastly, you know, I wanted to really mention music. So music is something that he's really focused a lot on in the last one year. And if you add up all the number of songs, I don't know how many it is, but it's more than I can listen to in a single day, it seems like. And there's a song for everyone. He makes songs for children. He makes songs about spirituality. He makes poetry into music. And he makes compositions to expel evil or illnesses or something like that. And so you can really find something for you within his music. And since he has such a high level of enlightenment, the vibration of the music that he makes is what makes it so powerful. The vibration and the holy melodies that are infused into the songs, they're really powerful and transformative. So you can find those songs on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, or probably wherever you get your music from. And we have all the CDs in our Happy Science branches, so you can find them there. Have you been listening to the music? Have you heard any of the songs? And if so, What's your impression, Ben? I absolutely love the music. I'm, um, I generally don't speak about this, but I'm also a musician, I play many different instruments and I compose as well. Wow. And so I, I'm a music lover. Mm -hmm. And what I find about this music is that, as you said, it is vibrationally higher than anything I have ever heard. When I listen to it, I have trouble listening to anything else afterwards <laughs> because it feels like it's like a degeneration, oh, <laughs> no I matter see. what it is. I right. Mean, you know, I could go, I, maybe if I were to go close, it could be like maybe Beethoven, something like that. Okay. You know, you'd have to go back to, because those, you know, that type of music, a lot of the classical composers, I think were in tune with something higher. Yeah. But this music is, it's like, 
the highest vibrational music, I think, that has ever been brought into this world. Mm. And, you know, what's so incredible about music is that it uses the power of vibration to bridge the physical world with the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. And so the kind of like we've spoken about many times, the law of same wavelengths with the mind, mm -hmm. and that applies to music also. So when you listen to this music, it is putting you in touch with not only the higher worlds, but the highest worlds mm -hmm. <laughs> and bridging you and the space that you're listening to the music in and the surrounding area to that plane. Mm -hmm. And really, and I think I would hypothesize that that's one reason that Master Okawa is putting this music now because we have entered that the new age of the sun. Mm -hmm. And so now is the time for us to really bridge this world uh, to the highest worlds and mm -hmm. keep those vibrations here. So. I think this is music uh, we should all be listening to, playing it loudly, <laughs> let yeah, your neighbors exactly. hear it, <laughs> let the vibrations spread into the world. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. I even heard a story of Brazil where they were blasting the music through a giant speaker on top of a bus or a, a van <laughs> and driving around the, the streets of Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. And uh, yeah, people were very happy about that, actually. There's a lot of good stories. So, anyways, you know. Riho Okawa has been putting out a lot of great content and we are talking about all his latest books on our podcast. So I hope you can stay subscribed to what we're putting out here. And there's so much more. We're not going to run out. There's a never ending amount of material to speak about. So please share this episode with your friends and people around you. And I hope you can keep listening to us. And yeah, so if you want to learn more about all of the books, I recommend okawabooks.com. Okawabooks.com has all the English teachings that you can find and you'll find where to buy them. So it's very good. And yeah, that's all for today's episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for a good year from all of you. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.